You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 121. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. And as always, it is an honor and a privilege to have you here for a little bit of college success habits time. So let's dive right in because we have covered some really amazing topics and we're finishing out the year strong. There's amazing story arc I've been walking you all through and I've really helped go back over it at the beginning of each episode. So if you really going all the way back to 109, starting the new term, hell, even going back to 108, sacrificing tomorrow for today and the anger management we talked about in 107, um, being present in your conversations, understanding immediate gratification, the paradox of choice, your cognitive dissonance, conflict avoidance and conflict resolution, thicker skin, uh, leadership, setting yourself up for success, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, ecology. Who are you while you're getting there? Who are you being on this journey from who you were at the beginning of your college experience to who you will be at the end of it. And this works for whether you're traditional or non-traditional because you all come in with this amalgamation of experiences that you've had throughout your entire life and you clearly seek more for yourselves or you wouldn't be going through the trials and tribulations that is the higher education world. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And when it's all said and done, you will step back and you will ask yourself, where did the time go? Where did all of that time go? Were you spending it in the bars? Were you spending it at your fraternity or sorority house? Were you spending it in all of your meetings or organizations? Were you spending it all in the library, at work, um, stressing, anxiety? Were you in uh, other people's world so much that you felt like you weren't even the driver of your own of your own life, of your own experiences? Were you full of gossip or were you, were you so isolated and alone that you felt like you weren't even really gaining a lot from the college experience? Where did the time go. I heard my sister-in-law say something as her son, my nephew, was turning three years old yesterday, and it was that, where has the time gone? And she's got a daughter that's five and and a two-year-old as well, and they're growing very fast. And while I've only been in Huntsville for a short amount of time to experience them, even I remember them when they were babies and holding them, and now they're walking and talking, and I know nothing of childhood development. You could point the kids and say they're all seven years old. I wouldn't know. I don't know how tall a child's supposed to be at any given age. I do not know how many words they're supposed to be able to say. I have no idea when they start to read or write or count, none at all, and I don't have any desire to go Google that stuff. <laughs> I didn't have children for a reason. I am more than happy with what I've got going on, and I love being an uncle. So when she asked where all the time go, I, having been mostly on the outside till recently, I'm like, uh, does seem time seems like it's moving rather slowly. 
until I look at my own life, until I look at this year. And for those of you listening to this linearly, then it's the end of 2021, and it's been a lot, a lot since February, March of 2019. It's been a lot. Like, honestly, sometimes when I try to figure out when COVID started, I don't know if it was in the 20s. I don't know if it was 2019. Like, was it 2020? Yeah, because we're finishing up another year. It'll be 2020. Okay, so it wasn't even 2019. It was in 2020. I don't know. What year is it? I just know, for most of us, it's been rather tumultuous for the last couple of years. Even if we weren't necessarily experiencing a ton of the COVID um, hysteria, sensationalism, whatever the media and social media is doing to it, even if it hasn't necessarily hit us hard, the tumultuousness of the pandemic has been swirling around us now for two years. And is it really? Was it 2019? You think I would have figured this out? It seems like a long, long time. Okay, so I had to Google that. So I paused and came back. Okay, I remember hearing about it in 2019. That was towards the end of the year in December. Then in 2020, it really hit. Okay, we got it. For those of you who think I'm ridiculous for not necessarily knowing that, hey, <laughs> like I said, where did all the time go? So where will all of this time go for you? Today, what we're going to talk about is what you can do to start to take some pause in this journey, right? Whether it be in your college life, whether it be in your work life, whether it be in this COVID world we live in now, whether it just be in your home, just in general. So you can just slow yourself down a little bit and just marvel at what it is that you've accomplished and, and, and be mindful of what it is that you can seek to accomplish more of and release some of the things that you'd rather not accomplish any more of, right? Because I can't help but think back to when I first decided to get sober, uh, which is 2016 was a very insane year for me and alcohol did not treat me well. And I ultimately had to make some very tough decisions that revolved around saying goodbye to alcohol and in a way drugs, but mostly alcohol at the time and deciding that I was going to start to seek a different version of myself. And I'm coming up on five years, January 13th of 2022. And I look back and I'm like, where did five years go? Like it boggles the mind, boggles my mind at least that I haven't drank alcohol in five years considering it was such a huge part of my life for 22 of my years. And so when we walk you through these steps, and I'm going to be as succinct as possible and get you all out of here because I, on this, because I really want you to be able to, you can look at the show notes. I'm literally going to copy and paste the exact list that I'm, I'm reading off of so that you guys can utilize this, right? And so the first thing I would recommend is stop and breathe. I know this can sound a little ridiculous. Like, dude, trust me, I breathe. I'm breathing right now. We're all breathing all the time. But the other day I'm having a call with one of my college-leveled clients. It's a student who goes to a university back in California. And they were just starting to just go down a rabbit hole. And this started to spiral. And... I just had to grab them and again virtually, but I just had to like grab them virtually and say, "Stop! Stop! Stop! You're talking! You're talking! You're just stop!" 
and breathe. And for like the next two minutes, it was just breathing in and out and just getting them back to centered and back to being grounded. Because they were so in their own spiral. They were going down the rabbit hole of all this stress and anxiety of all the things they had to do and wanted to do. And they just weren't just stopping and taking a breath. And I cannot stress enough for you. Stop and breathe. Just take in what is going on around you. Notice what is going on around you. I'm not going to necessarily label these as steps, but I am going to just say key point, right? Stop and breathe. Key point number two, notice what is going on around you. Use your five senses. Touch, taste, sight, sound. Touch, taste, sight, sound, smell. I created that little rhyme, so I would always get them out without stumbling over them. Take your five senses and really embrace what is going on around you. Feel into the moments. Hold on to your desk or walk by a tree and just touch the bark. Like feel what is going on around you. See everything happening in the quad or the classroom or the library. Like just look around. Look up from your freaking phone and just look at the world around you. Stop talking to yourself so much in your head and just... Silence yourself out for a moment. Go la, 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 if you have to, but just stop using real words and just be in the moment. I know, I know, I know. This can seem like something that even sounds even more ridiculous. Oh, Jesse wants us to meditate and wants us to get grounded. Look, I I still haven't been able to f- figure out this whole quiet the voices in my head thing while I'm trying to meditate. But I have noticed that if I do the little smurf, la, 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 I just hum that in my head, even though that's there, I'm able to push out images and, and words that I might be trying to say to myself and just look around. Like today, I noticed these squirrels jumping from tree to tree to tree across the street from my house. And then all of a sudden there was an albino squirrel. I've never seen an albino squirrel. I just stopped and watched the albino squirrel climb up this tree. All of the other squirrels had magically gone away. They were jumping from this from these trees for 20 minutes, and then out of nowhere comes an albino squirrel. Never seen one. And I wouldn't have if I didn't just stop and breathe and just look at the world around me. I want you to take inventory. Key point number three. Take inventory and stock of all that you've done. Whether it's this year, in your life, this week, whatever it is, just stop and take inventory. Write some stuff down. Embrace what is happening around you. Take inventory and stock of all that you've done because you've done so much. Even if it's your freshman year, it's only your first term, you've done so much to get here. All the work you did in high school, all the organizations that you went to, all the things you did to make your application stand out so that you could get into the university of your choice or dreams or even the one that was nearest your house because it was the most affordable. Whatever it was, you did it. Take inventory and stock of that. This is where the breathing and noticing what's going on around you. Just write it down. Get it out of your head. See the accomplishments for what they were and, and, and what they are to you. Set intentions 
to spend your time in a way that raises you up. Key point number four, set intentions to spend your time in ways that rise you up. So much of my college experience was spent in the fraternity house at Ball State for those first three years at bars. Then I went to Orlando and half-assed went to a community college and I was bartending and working at um, Wet n' Wild and going to raves and going to hippie shows and partying with my friends. And then I went to University of Florida and I got back into the bartending and serving world. And I was always hanging out with my TGI Fridays or, or Outback or L House or Bonefish friends and just partying up and going to Gumby's or going to Gator City or Salty Dog or, you know, just enjoying the hell out of Purple Porpoise. Shout out to Purple Porpoise. It, just partying, just partying. And I wasn't putting max energy into doing things that would rise me up. I wanted to be the center of the social circle. I wanted to constantly be, you know, out there dating and meeting new people and and, and having all these friends. And I thought I was making hundreds of friends I would keep for a lifetime. And here I am, just a few, just a few from Ball State, just a few from Orlando, just a few from University of Florida. Everybody goes off. They do their own thing get their own mortgages and their own wives and husbands and kids and do the whole thing. So I could have been spending more time in college doing things that would rise me up, that would raise me to my highest sense of self. In the moment, I just thought being the center of the social circle was the most important thing. And I wasn't taking time to volunteer, go to do organizations. And I had a blast, don't get me wrong, and it's way easier from my position, this this world I've created for myself now to say, mm, if I could go back, I'd volunteer more. Or I'd join more organizations. I, I get it. I get it. Because it sounds like a story I was telling on one, it was either this show or my other podcast from Sir Brighter Recovery about the rich guy who tells the young guy, uh, you should stop working in business and get into philanthropy. And of course, the rich guy is, you know, is obtuse displays of wealth saying, if I was in my 20s, I'd have gotten into philanthropy. It's real easy to say from your golden throne. So I get saying this now, having created the life I had and, be, and have and being very happy with it, it doesn't sound like I should want to change much. But there was organizations there. There was time I could have been spending on campus. There was efforts I could have been putting into other areas of my life that weren't at the bar or the pub or the club. So be thinking about taking time and setting intentions to spend your time in a way that raises you up to your highest sense of self. Key point number five, take time to reflect on what you can do to increase your happiness. I've said many times on this show that I do not think it should be our primary goal every single day to seek happiness because that's, that's a fruitless endeavor. It's a fool's errand. To constantly be seeking happiness would put yourself in a position where if all of a sudden something bad happened, some sadness came along your way, you would want to push it away. You'd want to push it down, whatever you would do to just bury it and make it be gone so that you could still maintain this happiness homeostasis that you've created. But in reality, we're humans. We're fallible. We make mistakes and life will ebb and flow. It'll be up, it'll be down, it'll be in, it'll be out, it'll be all over the place. To not embrace the sadness and and the the quote-unquote failures, which are really just opportunities to try something different and try it again, 
right? But to not embrace those quote unquote failures, those, those sadder moments, the, the times when things don't go as well for us, if we don't embrace them for what they are, those teaching moments, those lessons in life, then we miss out on an opportunity to really be able to embrace happiness when it does come our way. If we're all, always eating chocolate while riding roller coasters, we don't realize how delicious chocolate is or how much fun riding roller coasters are because we're doing it all the time. If we're always seeking happiness and we push away the sadness, then we don't ever really get to enjoy the happiness at the level that we could because we didn't embrace the sadness when it came. There is that yin and yang to it. You eat the sour to enjoy the sweet. You eat the bland in order to enjoy the umami, the savory. Key point number six is set goals for yourself. We don't have a goal-setting problem in this society, hell in this world. We have a goal-accomplishing problem, which is really just a solution opportunity in a problem's clothing. So when I say set goals for yourself, one of the first goals, if not the first goal that could be set amongst all the others is accomplish the goals that I set. When you accomplish goals that you set for yourself, you give yourself these confident points. You boost yourself up. It can be the smallest thing. And trust me, I've got a lot of clients right now who came to me with these grandiose ambitions and I'd let them for the first month to pour themselves out to me, tell me all the things that they thought were mundane that I actually started to really, really dive deeper into, started making them unearth the parts that they were leaving out because it maybe it didn't paint them in the best light. And the more they told me, the more patterns I was able to understand, the more I realized that they had set these wildly ambitious goals in the past and not reached them because of the wildly ambitious level at which they were seeking to achieve right out the gate. Fire yourself out of a cannon like a cannonball and you will lose momentum and you will thud to the ground because the human condition dictates that we cannot keep that level up that which we first come out of the cannon, we cannot keep it up for a long period of time. It is the tortoise and the hare story all over again. When we set out these wildly ambitious goals, we're like the rabbit and we tear off. But at some point, we just get bored with the race and we sit down and then the habits that we thought we had created around succeeding in these goals and actually accomplishing them, they hadn't solidified. They hadn't become unconscious habituations. So what ends up happening is we stop doing them. They're not unconscious habituations. They fall off. We stop doing the new thing, and it can actually have an adverse effect. It can start to take away good habits that we had already solidified because we'd attached the new habit that we had not habituated, right? It falls off, and it takes other good habits with us because we lose the drive. We lose our confidence in ourselves. We say we're going to start flossing our teeth every single day in between uh, washing our face and brushing our teeth at night. And after four days of flossing our teeth, we're like, oh, hell, I'm going to water pick my teeth and I'm going to do 20 push-ups, And I'm also going to, you know, uh, I don't know, play boggle for 20 minutes and learn new words, right? We try to stack up all these new 
ambitious goals before we've had a chance to solidify the one that we first wanted to start, which was just flossing our teeth in this example. And next thing you know, not only are we not water picking our teeth and doing the push-ups and playing boggle, we've stopped flossing our teeth and hell, now we're only half-assed brushing our teeth because we started to add too many new things before we had completed the habituation of the one new thing that we really wanted to do all along. So make accomplishing your goals the first goal that you seek to accomplish every single day moving into the new year. When you set goals for yourself and you don't achieve them, you unconsciously are breaking promises to yourself. You're not fulfilling promises to yourself. So in the future, you won't want to make more promises to yourself. You'll live a mundane life. You won't push yourself outside your comfort zone because heaven forbid, when you get into that uncomfort zone, that it doesn't work out and you see it as a failure rather than a feedback opportunity to try it a different way. Key point number seven, apply the tools that we have been discussing on this show daily. Yes, you might be listening to me while you go for a jog or in the gym or while you drive your car or in the background at work. But at some point when you hear something that really clicks, you've got to stop. you got to take a couple notes about it. you got to put it on a post-it and put it on your, on your most desired mirror. You've got to make sure that you apply the things that I'm talking about on this show because I'm not just here to do this to, I don't know, hear myself talk. This is stuff that I'm using on myself and have been for years. This is stuff that I'm teaching to my tribe. This is stuff I teach at my presentations and my keynotes. Hell, you might see me at your university this year if your campus is open. This is the stuff that I do daily, that I teach to the people who come to my events, that I teach to the tribe, to I teach to my clients. This is the stuff that I have thousands of people applying. And I've gotten enough feedback to see that those who actually apply it and follow through succeed. So be one of those people who applies these tools daily. Key point number eight, evaluate where you're going. Evaluate where you are going toward so you can auto-correct your position. This is the one metaphor I've used where the pilot takes off from L.A. and if he just lets his plane sort of float away one degree every 5, 10, 15 minutes, he ends up in D.C. and not New York City. So she's flying this plane and she has an opportunity to just autocorrect it at one degree every single 5, 10, 15 minutes. Then they actually land the plane in New York City. So evaluate where you're going toward. So you can start to autocorrect that little one degree so you actually get to where you desire to go. And key point number nine, never stop seeking a better version of yourself. Whatever you're doing today, there is one degree more you can go up. There's one step closer to your highest sense of self you can begin to push yourself to achieve. There is no best when it comes to you. Saying that there's nothing you have to change and you're good to go with everything is lacking self-awareness. It's saying, I don't want to bother. I just want to go through my life like a sheep, blindly just following the people in front of me. You're not that person. You didn't make it to 121 episodes of this show to stop seeking the best version of yourself. Knowing that there is no best version, 
But if you continue to seek to push yourself further each and every day, you will achieve greatness in your life. You will achieve greatness in your life. Every day we're changing. Every day we're growing. Every day we're having millions upon millions of new inputs flooding our brain. We're always learning. And we take this information and we seek to create our best life knowing that each and every day there's another best life waiting for us. For me, I say on my other show, every day is the best day of my life because I wake up sober. Every day can be the best day of your life because you wake wake up sober or you wake up determined or you wake up flexible or you wake up with a growth mindset. You wake up cultivating courage and being decisive, taking action, embracing discipline, exercising flexibility, embodying a tenacious spirit. You do all of those things and your best sense of self, your highest sense of self is out there. And yes, the closer you you get to it, the more it steps away only because it wants to keep seeing you achieve. It wants to keep watching you push yourself. It's so amazing. And you're in an environment where people are actively seeking their highest sense of self. They're actively seeking something better for themselves. On the other side of that graduation stage is the next phase of your life. Stop and breathe. Notice what is going on around you. Take inventory and stock of all that you've done. Set intentions to spend your time in a way that rises you up. Take time to reflect on what you can do to increase your happiness. Set goals for yourself by accomplishing the first goal of setting the goals to accomplish for yourself. Apply these tools daily. Evaluate where you're going towards so you can auto-correct and make sure you get to the place you desire and never stop seeking a better version of yourself. Your entire college experience is like that stage that you will walk across on your last day as a student. You started off and you just took your first step up those stairs and you have no idea what's ahead of you. And as you walk across that stage, you get closer and closer to the destination that you seek, knowing all all along it's just one humongous, amazing journey, and this is just one phase of it. You'll grab that degree at some point in this journey, and you'll look out amongst the crowd, and there'll be applause, and there'll be laughter, and there'll be clapping, and it'll be an amazing experience. And as you walk to the end of that stage, and one last time you look out into that audience, and you realize in that moment, your college experience is ending. The next phase is beginning. When you look out there, and you ask yourself, where did the time go? Now you'll know, and it'll be amazing, and it'll be magnificent, and it'll be exactly what you desired it to be. Maybe not at the beginning, but in that moment, it'll be everything that you wanted it to be. And then your next phase begins. Much like this next year is about ready to begin, and you might be asking yourself, where did the time go then? Where has all the time gone? I've laid out some very key ways for you to be able to take inventory, for you to be able to take stock of where your time is going. Be mindful. Be thoughtful. Set your intention to pay your life attention. And I promise you, you will begin to reach your highest sense of self. 
Thank you so much for your time today. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. We'll see you again next time on the other side of 2021. Welcoming in 2022. Be blessed. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.